Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Thursday, April 30th. Yep, we made it another month through stay at home, lockdown, quarantine, all that stuff. We made it through April. Woo, boy. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for staying part of the same through all of this. I would greatly appreciate it. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. It is Talk Back Thursday. We're going to give you questions, many of them about John McDonough, a lot of them that came in before the John McDonough firing happened on Monday are sort of now obsolete, so we're not going to get to all of those. I'm going to sort of pick and choose some of those things, but a couple things I wanted to get to real quick before I start answering your uh, email questions and your voicemail questions and all that stuff. Uh, first of all, get in touch, easy. 708-653-0572 is the voicemail. Email is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. The show's Twitter account is at LO underscore Blackhawks. I want to direct everybody listening to this podcast to the Madhouse podcast that was released on Wednesday afternoon. That is about 24 hours. I'm sorry, Tuesday afternoon. That's about 24 hours after the firing of John McDonough. I had talked to a lot of sources. I have a lot of new information. Some of that I'll share here, but for the people that listen to both podcasts, I don't want to be overly redundant. So I'll give you a little bit of new info I have from yesterday and uh, and then I will advise you to go listen to the latest latest episode of the Madhouse Podcast. There's tons of stuff you're going to want to hear on there. Follow the show on Twitter at Madhouse Pod. Just whatever you're listening to this podcast on, be it uh, Pocket Cast or iTunes or Google Play, whatever, just search Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. It'll pop right up, boom, and listen to that one. Uh, but again, we're going to get to all your questions, but a couple things I want to point out real quick that have come to my attention over the last 24 to 48 hours. First and foremost, a lot of people have asked, is this a job that Eddie Olchek would be interested in? So I made some calls around the league, started inquiring from city to city, some people I know in other towns, and I know that Eddie Olchek has been approached by at least four NHL teams about high-ranking hockey ops positions including the Philadelphia Flyers, who ended up filling that position internally. So there's a bit of news. The other thing is, with that information, it indicates to me that Eddie is interested in a front office job. Would he be interested in being a GM? I don't think so. I think for Eddie to leave the booth and leave the career he has now, it would have to be you know, if we're using the Cubs as a model, which we do because this is kind of what we idealize as the way an organization should run, he would be the Theo Epstein and he would have a Jed Hoyer under him. And then the Crane Kenny business department would be a completely separate and hands off entity. That was not the case, especially over the last few years with John McDonough. This is another little bit of news that John McDonough over the last two or three years had started getting more and more involved in the hockey decisions. Now, this is something people thought he was doing early on in his career with the Hawks. He was not. But as the Hawks started to struggle, started losing playoff series and missing the playoffs completely, John started getting more and more involved in hockey decisions. I'm told it was his decision to call up Adam Boquist this year, at least when they did. I think the plan all year was for Boquist to be here eventually, but maybe not as early as he was called up. That was influenced by John McDonough. I was also told John McDonough nixed a trade uh, before everything went down that would have sent Marion Hossa and Nicholas Jalmerson to the Coyotes for Connor Murphy and some other pieces. But he nixed that trade, didn't like the optics of it, 
And I don't know what the rest of the return was. Obviously, there would have been more for Jalmerson and Hosa than than just Connor Murphy, but that trade was nixed by John McDonough as well. The other thing, and I didn't mention this on the Madhouse podcast because I didn't have a chance to verify it through other sources. You, just so to take you behind the scenes, here's how things work. If I get a tip from a source, I will always work to verify it or at least try to if I present it to another source or two and they can't debunk it or say, no, it's patently false. I'd like to try to make sure that what I'm hearing is not being skewed in a way that would benefit someone else. Okay, so if I hear something from one person, I'm not just going to start reporting it from one person. Okay, I'm going to make other calls. I'm going to say, does this check out? Does this sound right? Is this something you could see happening, etc.? So here's what I've been able to verify since I recorded the podcast on Tuesday afternoon. Al McIsaac, whose name you've heard on this podcast many, many times, served as a middleman between Stan Bowman and John McDonough. So if Stan had an idea, okay, let's say Stan wanted to, you know, trade Connor Murphy to the Red Wings for draft picks or whatever. Just I'm just making up an example, okay? Stan would go to Al McIsaac and say, Al, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I would like to do. And Al McIsaac would say, eh, you know, I don't know if if I don't know if John would love that idea. Nah, think of something else. And not even pass the idea along. Okay? Sometimes he would pass it along. But the fact that Stan Bowman at some point here, had to start going to Al McIsaac to go to John McDonough, that's really problematic. And to me, it sort of changes the way we have to look at how things went over the last few years with Stan Bowman. Before I continue, yes, I want an entire new staff. I don't want Stan Bowman retained. I want business side here, hockey side here, new hockey czar, new GM, blah, 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 blah. That's what I want to happen. However, with this information, you have to ask yourself, was the Stan Bowman we've seen over the last two, three years, was he doing truly what he wanted to do? I think based on information I've received over the last 48 hours, the answer to that is a definitive no. Maybe you think Al McIsaac's a better hockey brain than Stan Bowman. That's possible. Maybe maybe John McDonough said, oh my God, Stan is jacking things up here. Can you run interference? And if he comes up with something really dumb to shoot it down, there's that side of it too. But I'm just saying, I think it's unfair now to, with this information to look at what Stan Bowman's done and say, this was all Stan, this is what he wanted to do, and therefore he should be immediately fired. I think now there's an added element of nuance to it that we didn't know existed before. Hey, if you're like me, you've probably started thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love Postmates, but I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the damn door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. Y'all need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. 
I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code Locked On. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Time to get to your questions here on Lockdown Blackhawks. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want to leave a message, if you want to leave a voicemail, uh, call 708-653-0572. You can also record your voice on your voice memo app and send it off to LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or a traditional, uh, you know, good old text email works as well. You can also shoot a tweet over to LO underscore Blackhawks on Twitter. That is the show's Twitter account, and I can take questions for you there. Two. So let's get started right off the hop here with a question from the Chi-Town Hockey Pod. And I get this question a lot, so I'm going to answer it on the podcast. I just started a podcast a few, a few weeks ago called Chi-Town Hockey, a podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. It's currently on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple. But the views don't seem to go up too much. In fact, they seem to trend downwards. I was wondering if you had any advice on how I can grow my podcast. Any and all advice is greatly appreciated. Well, it's a good question, Jake, and here's the issue that I have when I give people advice. I was I have an unfair advantage, and that I'm on the score, and that I have that platform, and I have my Twitter account, and I have kind of have an established audience before I even launch my podcasts. But I will say, social media is a must. Find ways to get your social media on people's radars. Okay, so if you tweet out an interesting poll. Like today, uh, Jimmy Greenfield, who used to write for the Tribune, wrote a poll. If you had to choose one of these two players for the Blackhawks dynasty, Jonathan Taser, Duncan Keith, who would you choose? And it was tough, and it got a lot of votes. But as you know, the way Twitter works, if people see an interesting poll or they see an interesting piece of commentary, they don't really care where it came from. So be active on social media. Involve your social media. Uh, I would say Twitter first. You know, Facebook second, invite everybody on your Facebook page to like your podcast. They'll do it. And then, you know, remind people. This is what I had to do when this pandemic started. I said, you know, a lot of people are supporting small businesses, and that's great. That's what we should be doing. But remind people when you have a podcast that that's your small business. That's how you make money, right? Ideally, that's that's how it works at some point, right? So that social media is key. That's how you're going to grow visibility for your podcast that's what i would suggest and the other thing is make sure you invest in some decent equipment if it sounds bad people aren't going to listen if it's a bad connection if it's a bad microphone if you sound like you're in your bathroom and it's all echoey and poor quality people aren't going to listen so if you want to email me back i can send you some advice on um podcast equipment to buy i have a 80 dollar mixer and i have a 30 dollar microphone and they plug right into my laptop, and that's it. It's like I have a studio in my basement. It's great. So thanks for the email, Jake. Good luck. Hey, everybody listening to Locked On, subscribe to Jake's podcast. Help him out. Give it a listen. 
we are a hockey Twitter, hockey podcast. Uh, it's a community. We want to help each other out. It's not competitive, at least not for me. So, all right. Email here from Bob. He says, not sure if you heard the Scotty Bowman interview on the Rink NHL podcast, but the host made a comment that he still advises Stan Bowman. I thought he was pretty removed, but from listening to the conversation, he seems to be keeping up with the league or at least still a big fan. I imagine it's hard for him to not talk hockey with Stan. With any of your resources close to the team, is he still involved as an advisor? How much of a role did he play in building the team since the Blackhawks brought him on as an advisor since Stan took over? I asked this hoping that the Blackhawks don't end up like the current Dead Wings. Thanks for keeping the podcast going. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. Here's the thing with Scotty Bowman. Early on, he was more involved. Over the years, it's faded away a little bit. And look, I, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day because this question always comes up. Scotty Bowman is 86 years old, okay? To think that he is involved in the day-to-day hockey operations of the Blackhawks, it's, it's simply not true. Now, let me ask you this. My dad is doing well. He's 70, 75. Yeah, 75. He advises me all the time. Dad, I'm planting my garden this weekend. How far apart do the tomatoes need to be? Dad, I'm having this problem in my house. Have you ever had this problem before? What do I do? Technically, he's advising me, but he's not an air quotes advisor. Now, Scotty Bowman is still on the payroll of the Blackhawks. He's still, you know, he's called the senior advisor of hockey operations. I get it. It's true. All those things are on the resume, but his day-to-day involvement is minimal. The other thing is, a lot of people worry about this. Do you feel bad about Scotty Bowman advising people? I sure as hell don't. If I needed advice on hockey from somebody, Scotty Bowman would be one of the first calls I made. So for me, even if he is involved in a day-to-day, which I assure you he's not, I, I don't mind that. Who would you rather have making hockey decisions? Scotty Bowman or John McDonough? I think the answer to that question is very, very simple. Next email here comes from Travis. He says, who are the obvious upgrades to the front office? Who has figured out how to win every year in the cap era that is available now that the what have you done for me lately crowd has had their pound of flesh? I'm afraid we're going into a rebuild that will go on indefinitely. A couple things there, Travis. Availability is not necessarily an issue. If the Hawks want to bring in a hockey czar right? Someone to oversee their entire hockey operations. That's anybody in a lesser role than that. So that includes every GM in the game. Okay. So there's really no one they can't talk to. Brennan Shanahan, they probably can't. Steve Eiserman, they probably can't. People like that. Okay. That's what they're trying to hire. That's the sort of thing that I said earlier, Eddie Olchek would be interested in. Some people have asked, is Chris Chelios interested in that? But from what I understand, the reason things didn't work out with him in Detroit was that he was not super interested in putting into work to be a high advancing front front office kind of a guy. That Chris was just very happy with doing what he was doing, serving as an advisor, whatever they needed, but he wasn't really hungry enough to go be the next Iserman or Shanahan or whatever. And it's not a knock. It's just some people just don't have the ambition to do that. I get that. Fine. 
Doug Wilson, San Jose Sharks GM. If you want to talk about someone who's had a competitive team every year until this year, and he's had some cap mismanagement issues too, but for his entire tenure as San Jose Sharks GM, Doug Wilson has had that team in a really good position for the most part. Good players, signed for a long time, et cetera, et cetera, competitive team. Yeah, there's been some recent mistakes, but maybe he just felt like, you know what, we've got one more shot here with this core. I'm going to take it, and it didn't work out. The question is, how burned is the bridge between Doug Wilson and the Blackhawks from the Mike Keenan era? And that's a long time ago, a really long time ago. But Doug Wilson's been in San Jose for over a decade, well over a decade, Does he want to uproot, move back to Chicago, leave the relatively low-pressure life he has in San Jose? I don't know. That's the question. How appealing is this Blackhawks job? It's Lockdown Blackhawks. Thanks for tuning in here on Talk Back Tuesday on a Thursday Last we heard from Travis Barker, his email. I want to add a couple names to that list. I mentioned Doug Wilson, mentioned Eddie Olchek. A guy I really like. Some people are not as big on him as I am. John Chica, the GM of the Arizona Coyotes. I know he's made some questionable moves recently, but I look at that roster. I see a guy not working with a ton of resources, not working in a place where a lot of players want to go to play. Not a destination city by any means, and he's had a pretty competitive team for a while now. And look, they're not star loaded. You know, their their best player is probably Phil Kessel, um, but they got some young players signed to some friendly deals in Nick Schmaltz and Christian Dvorak, etc. I don't know. I like his aggressiveness. I know he is a progressive hirer. Their skating coach is female. Um, I like that whole thing that he's willing to hire the best candidates regardless of sex or race or religion or whatever. That's a good thing. His sister Megan is the founder of Statletes, and she's a rising star in the hockey community, in the analytics community, and maybe they can make a decent tandem of John and Megan running the Blackhawks. I don't know. By the way, I should mention too, as far as the business side of things go, a couple names to keep in mind. The name I've heard repeatedly over the last three days is Pete Hassan. Pete Hassan is uh, he's in the Blackhawks marketing department. He's been in the organization for 15 years, and it's a name I keep hearing a lot. He is their VP of marketing, marketing currently. Uh, the first person I hear mention that was uh, was Barstool Chief. Well, now he was on with Joe Ostrowski and I on Joe Ostrowski's show on The Score on Monday. He brought up Pete Hassan's name, and then since then I've heard it two or three times. So that's a candidate to keep an eye on. That would be the Crane Kenny role I'm talking about, where he handles the business side of things and stays out of the hockey. Another name, VP of Human Resources for the Blackhawks, Marisa Terra is her name. That's another potential candidate to run the business side of things. Now here's another element that I want to point out. I, I mentioned this on the Madhouse podcast a little bit too. Whoever this head of hockey operations is, is going to need to be a very strong personality. Someone that has the ability to say, hey, business guy, you're the business guy. You stay in your lane. I'll stay in mine. I'm not going to come to you with slogans. Don't come to me with transactions. 
They need someone with a strong enough personality to do that. I don't know if Stan Bowman has that in his personality. To basically tell someone to go F themselves, let me do my job. From what I've heard over the last few days, it sure as hell doesn't sound like it, does it? Hey, Jay. Uh, thanks for taking the uh, voicemail. Uh, regarding recent developments, is it possible the organization fired McDonough purely based on the team's marketability? Considering it appears to me like the Hawks are a team that still does well in the stands and in merchandising. And if it's not purely a, like a marketing decision, does McDonough's firing chip away at the idea that his sole or primary role in the organization was in marketing the team? If the team's success was part of the decision to fire McDonough, would that not suggest that McDonough weighed in on hockey or roster-level decisions? If McDonough's firing involved those factors, is it possible or even maybe likely that the organization is going in the direction of a president of hockey operations that is more in line with the kind of management that Stevie Y seems to be orchestrating now with the Red Wings and previously with the Lightning? Lastly, this suggests that Rocky wants more of a top-down reevaluation of the organization, which may still involve the future of Bowman or Colladin. I'd appreciate if you could weigh in. Thank you. Jason, thank you very much for the voicemail. It's a good voicemail. Obviously, I've covered a lot of what you asked already, which is fine. The Rocky thing, though, is something I want to address. And I think, and I know, actually, based on, on conversations I've had, that this moment in time, this pandemic, has, I would say, accelerated this process, okay? Rocky may have had this in the back of his mind of, eh, you know, maybe things aren't going that great. I look around the office, I see a lot of unhappy faces. And I'm not going to get into all the detail of that. That's all on the Madhouse podcast. If you want to hear what it was like to work for John McDonough on a daily basis, I'll give you a little teaser. You have to wear a suit, a shirt and tie on your Zoom meetings. Okay, it's 2020. All right, you've got a lot of young people working for you, a lot of smart young people working for you. That's not the way to keep smart young people in your organization. So things like that. Rocky Wirtz, a billionaire, a very busy guy, a guy who works hard for his money. So, so, I'm not going to sing. I'm sorry. Um, but he does. Rocky Wirtz is a hardworking guy with a lot going on. He's got his hands in a lot of businesses, a lot of, a lot of things. This situation gives Rocky the opportunity to sit back, unencumbered, and evaluate things and say, you know, I wonder if it's time to change things. I wonder if it's time to make a move. And when you've got this time to ponder and think, maybe Rocky sits down with a list, says, here's things I've, that have come to my attention over the last two or three years. One, two, three, four, five, six, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, this, maybe the time's right here to make a move. And keep in mind, the Bulls just did the same thing. And Michael Reinsdorf said that this opportunity to sort of reset and reevaluate definitely hastened their process because right now they've got captive candidates. No one's going anywhere. Nobody's busy. If he wants to talk to John Chica or uh, Doug Wilson or Megan Chica or any of the many other candidates that will be named here or Eddie Olchek or whatever, everybody's available. Everybody's hanging out. Why waste time? If you know you want to make this move, why waste time? I think that's definitely something that Rocky did this situation had had this pandemic not happened 
I think John McDonough would still be in a job. I really do. Last email here comes from Jerry. He says, I'm a few years older than you. I've been a Blackhawks fan since I was about five years old and grew up going to games in the Chicago Stadium. I was completely devastated in 92 when they were swept by Pittsburgh. Can't put into words how much it would have meant for the Hawks of that era to win a cup and potentially at the stadium. I have a hypothetical time travel question for you. Based on what we know, here's the question. Knowing that one of your all-time favorite Blackhawks moments is the Game 7 overtime win to eliminate Detroit in 2013, and then the Hawks going on to win the Cup that year, would you trade that for them winning the Cup in 91 or 92, meaning they would end up losing to Detroit in the 2013 Game 7 in exchange for a Cup in 91, 92, or even the mid-90s era? Destiny would play out that they still would have won in 2010 and 2015. I tried to come up with a different sort of question, not something you've covered before. Okay, I like the question, and I see where your head's at, and I, I appreciate the specialness. Is that a word? It is now. Uh, of winning at the Chicago Stadium. I would not trade it, and here's why. Because in 2013, I was an employee of 670 The Score, and I was on the air after every hockey game the Blackhawks played in those playoffs, including the night they won the Stanley Cup. I was in Boston for that, so I would not trade that from a financial perspective. Also, in 91-92, I was in 7th and 8th grade, respectively, and was not as focused on sports as I was now. But this is a good question for the general audience. Maybe I'll put a poll on the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter account on Thursday and see if Hawks fans would do it. I'll, I'll set that poll. Jerry, thanks for the idea. Thanks for the great question. And thanks to everybody for the great questions. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Lockdown Blackhawks. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll have some more news. Maybe we'll have some more information. Who knows? But whatever it is, we'll cover it on Lockdown Blackhawks. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. We will talk to you on Friday. Be well.